0: So, you faced some events in your life, and you're wondering, how did I end up where I am right now? Understanding the process and the cycle that can lead to some dysfunctional habits and compulsive behaviors, and even broken relationships, can be a key component toward finding healing. Well, Welcome to Hope in Recovery, a Fellowship Celebrate Recovery podcast. We're so glad that you joined us. Celebrate Recovery is a ministry of Fellowship Bible Church, and uh, it's a ministry based on the Beatitudes, where Jesus tells us, no matter what you're facing, I can give you the tools to help find freedom and healing, no matter what you're facing in your life. And so excited to be here today. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs, alcohol, and perfectionism. And my name is Rodney. And uh, grateful to be here with you today with our very first podcast and excited to uh, maybe this be the beginning of some fun conversations. And And today uh, we're kicking off. Um, I've got a great friend and brother in Christ here with me. You guys know him, uh, Andy Petrie. He's the ministry leader at Fellowship Fayetteville Campus. So Andy, glad you're here, man. Why don't you introduce yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Glad to be here. Hey y'all, I am a grateful believer in Jesus. I struggle with anxiety and depression and sexual addiction. And my name is Andy.
0: Hey Andy. Thanks. So we were just, uh, talking and you and I have probably had this conversation a million times. <laughs> uh, so we don't, we're no, no shortage of words, probably, um, probably more content than, um, than we have time for here today. But we were just talking about just that cycle of how uh, things get, um, get us in a hard place and, and those events in our life bring uh, about pain. And so we just kind of want to unpack what unhealth can look like. And sometimes that's things done to us, which as a result we do toward other people. And we're going to kind of unpack that, but let's just jump in. So as we're kind of tracking um, what that cycle can look like. Let's jump into the conversation. What's that look like, Andy?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, here at Celebrate Recovery, we uh, we use the language a lot of that. This is a ministry for anybody struggling with any sort of hurt, hang up, or habit, and that language is actually really intentional because it 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 is part of a cycle that traces out in our lives if we are if we have a pulse. And if we're broken people living in a broken world, which, by the way, that's every single yeah. <laughs> one of us, uh, then we we can fall into this cycle that damages the way that we. Uh, interact with ourselves, with others, with God that leads us to some places to deal with things in life that uh, maybe we wish we didn't run to, to deal with the things that are going on in life and Mm -hmm. and then goes off and affects our relationships. And I know uh, the place where that starts is, uh, it's a very natural uh, consequence of living in a broken world, but Mm -hmm. That's the the idea that all of us experience at some point in our life and multiple times during our life, painful events that happen. Yeah, yeah, and and I know you were just talking about those. What do what do those events look like?
0: Yeah, I think I think and this is a common theme. And and when we when we it's probably good to take a step back when mm. we talk recovery. What's the first thing you think of, Andy?
1: Mm, yeah, that's a great question, man. Uh, I remember <laughs> when I first was uh, thinking about Celebrate Recovery, and, and even when I first started working with Celebrate Recovery, I thought, recovery, that must mean drugs and alcohol.
0: Right, yeah. which is a part of it. Yeah, right? yeah, it is. Yeah, and that, that kind of gets into the habit uh, track. but But yeah, it's so much bigger. And so if you're listening, maybe somebody shared this podcast, which we hope. <laughs> um, maybe you're listening, going, well, I don't struggle with drugs and alcohol. We want you to know that one in three people that come to our ministry are dealing with, uh, addictions. Everyone else is dealing with the underlying issue. So yep. one thing we say a lot is that the problem is not the problem, <laughs> right? <laughs> so we all, and and I love how you set that up. It's a broken world. And so in a broken world, hurt people hurt people. Yep. And that's why we need Jesus. And until he returns, you know, we're going to be facing hurt and, and hurt that we have to repair that we've inflicted on other people and hurt that people have inflicted on us. And so, so yeah, I think the, the, just real simplistic is, is those trauma wounds uh, or relational wounds. Some of us come from some uh, hurtful relationships, even growing up and it's not to place blame. One of the most uh, honoring things we can do, and this is one of the reasons why some people won't go to this hurt. Well, I don't want mm. to blame my family. We're not blaming anyone. One of the most honoring things we can do is just be honest about the hurt that has come from those relationships closest to us. Yeah, What was the impact from those relationships? So we're not blaming anybody. We're just trying to understand so that we can take responsibility for our part but yeah, some of those relational wounds and even yeah. trauma points in our life. Big T, little T trauma. Yeah,
1: well, I'm, I'm glad that you just clarified that, Rodney, because uh, when you said that word trauma, one of the things that crossed my mind was, well, you know what? Looking at my story, I I, I had a great upbringing. My, my yeah. parents loved me. They weren't perfect, but they loved yeah. me. I've never been abused. And yeah. so do I have trauma in my life if that's not a part of my story?
0: Right. Yeah. And so that, yeah, it's little T, big T. Big T trauma, right? Yeah. And, and so, yeah, and that is a common theme that we've seen people in churches, in the community, is I don't want to make an excuse. Or, or we say, um, well, my parents had a bad upbringing, mm. you know, so uh, they just did the best they can. That's minimizing it uh, is not a good thing. And so uh-huh. in Celebrate Recovery, we're about facing, acknowledging, taking responsibility, because ultimately if we've been hurt we probably have have developed some poor coping strategies yep. right sometimes they're big ones like the drugs alcohol pornography that kind of thing but but sometimes it's just the way we interact with the world and how we protect ourselves and we'll yeah. talk about that more in a minute but so it's wounds from others wounds made to ourselves maybe mm-hmm. as a result um, just hurt in general. Yeah. Right?
1: Hurt, hurt. That also just comes just from living in a broken world, like encountering or, a, you know, having somebody close to you pass away or maybe a worldwide pandemic Pand- that, that would rips- never happen. Yeah.
0: Would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are the, yeah, the effects? Um, yeah, it's the effect. What, what, the thing that's happening around me in the broken world, and I'm feeling the effects of that, yeah. inflicts pain.
1: Yeah, and we, we were talking about that the other day. What, what is a hurt? It's a painful disruption that mm. impacts my life. And, and it's so key for us. The reason why we're camping out on this is because I, you know, I think of Jesus' words in, in Matthew chapter 5. Mm. He says, blessed are those who mourn, mm. for they shall be comforted. He provides that. He provides that. And so often we do a a pretty bad job mourning. And what do we mean by that? We do a pretty bad job generally, or maybe I and me statements. (laughs) I do a pretty bad job uh, of allowing myself to feel the pain that's going on in my life and actually understand the way that it's impacting me. And that's actually where we really start getting in trouble for good reasons. We learn that we can't address it. But when we don't address it, when we don't really look at the way that maybe I've hurt myself, others have hurt me, the way yeah. that I've been hurt by situations in the world, it starts to pile
0: up. Yeah, yeah, and we'll talk about that here in a second. What happens when we run from our hurt? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, it it it's just a matter of time, and it's it's in principle one of the of the recovery principles based on the beatitudes. Jesus is reminding us that we're blessed when we are spiritually poor, mm. right? That's just yeah. coming to the end of ourselves and saying, Hey, I don't have the power within me by myself to face this. It's just coming to the father and saying, I'm hurt. And we'll talk about what that practically looks like. But we want to talk about how that unhealth, uh, when we run from our hurts, right? So yeah. we talk about hurts, hangups, habits, right? So coming into a hang up what's the yeah. way that you look at hang ups sandy
1: Yeah yeah and this was kind of a one that I didn't know if I really understood it when I first jumped into this process but the the way that I've I've come to understand hang ups hang ups are these these faulty identity statements mm-hmm. that I learn about myself based off of the hurts that I've experienced over the course of my life. And so it's almost as if as I go through life and as I encounter pain and as i as I fail to address that pain for good reasons, it starts to teach me kind of a narrative about Mm. myself. And so, uh, for example, if, if, if I grew up like I did with, with people, um, not accepting me at at school encountering some bullying growing up yeah. and and you know I remember one time when I was in 8th grade when I got to have the the friend group that I had all through high school first got friends with them uh there was a couple guys in there that didn't learn my name for the first couple weeks that they they met me they just called me the fat kid mm. and that was one of those things that I I kind of internalized and just said you know what that's just that that must be just who I am.
0: Yeah, it's an and identity piece. It's
1: an identity yeah. piece, yeah. and so I'm 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 unlovable. I'm unacceptable, and so let me do things to make myself lovable and acceptable.
0: Yeah, and sometimes the the pain inflicted by other people, just like that, uh, whether we want to, it's not intentional, but we can take in those messages. I am yeah. stupid. I am not enough. I am unlovable. Uh, I'm not good enough right and yeah. so we just get stuck there don't we
1: we do and what's interesting is those hang-ups they don't just affect how i view myself but it can also be how i, rev- I how i view my relationships with others mm. how i view my circumstances and yeah. and even how i view god in those places because if somebody and life is always telling me I'm not lovable. Well, I wonder if God loves me too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we have the hurt. We've developed some negative core beliefs that just got us stuck and kind of drudging through the thick mud and not yeah. moving forward. Then that that mindset takes us into, because we're not designed to carry and deal with our hurts on our own. We'll talk about right. that in a moment, but... and. Trying to deal with this on my own, believing some negative core beliefs now is taking me into some unhealthy defenses, protections, or habits, hurts, yeah. hangups, habits. What are some of those things that can kind of creep in? And there's probably some immediately on the front of your mind yeah. that everybody thinks about. What are those things?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I know for me, part of my story, when I was 12 years old, I learned how to start using pornography to cope with that pain. And that became an unhealthy habit mm. right off the bat. And then, of course, later on in life, I picked up alcohol and 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 got into that. But there's also many other un, other things that we can run to. Whether it's running to anger to help us feel like we're in control, maybe mm. it's these uh, performance-driven behaviors, developing uh, t- people-pleasing tendencies to make sure that people like us and we're viewed the right way, or mm. or, or or just any number of dysfunctional behaviors that yeah. that we might have in there.
0: Yeah, per- people-pleasing, perfectionism. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of those things that we use, and and I wanna I wanna validate the good reasons why we go there. Doesn't mean they're right, yeah. But it makes <laughs> sense uh, if we believe these certain things about ourselves. A lot of times, what we will do is go practice things that will confirm what we're believing. Yeah. If I've kind of resigned to the fact that I'm a loser and I'm stupid, then I treat myself as losers and stupid people do. Right. I, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. Uh, perform behaviors and compulsive behaviors that are not healthy, that are actually destructive. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. dangerous.
1: It It is. And, you know, I'm so glad you mentioned that, that there, there's always good reasons why, you know, you know, Rodney, we were sitting in a conversation a couple months ago and somebody made the statement, you know, if I, if I had a person sitting in front of me and I knew their entire story from the time that they were born until mm-hmm. they were sitting right in front of me, Everything that they were doing would make sense. Yeah, doesn't mean that they'd be doing the right things, but there's good reasons why those those hurts, those hangups that they learned, uh, it it causes us to to want to run to these things. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we have these events that create hurt and pain. If you have a pulse, um, you probably have experienced this. <laughs> if you haven't, give me a call. I want to talk to you. Uh, And as a result, some negative core beliefs that got you hung up and stuck and probably some unhealthy protections, um, some defenses, some uh, compulsive behaviors or numbing agents. I like Mm -hmm. to call them things that will numb me out because because I'm not designed to face the hurt on my own. I go seeking other things that are apart from the healthy way to in under my own willpower, find uh, healing and, and protection. And so but it never sustains. So what does that do for the people around us finishing that cycle?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, there is no, I I heard somebody say once that there is no such thing as sin that is just secret and just affects me. Mm. There's always collateral damage to the harmful ways that I approach life. Mm. Uh, when it, it doesn't matter if it's an addiction. It doesn't matter if it's anger. It doesn't matter if it's compulsive, uh, people-pleasing tendencies and, 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 are, and are struggling with extreme low self-worth. Whatever that is, mm. it's always going to ripple out into my relationships. And you know what? Oftentimes it can cause hurt, hurt, hurtful, wounding events yeah. in other people's lives. Push,
0: push the closest people around us away from us. Yeah. And they're trying to protect themselves um, in our own in their own ways as they run from the hurt uh, in their own lives. So, yeah, I love the the way that that just kind of helps bring clarity yeah. to the good reasons why we're doing uh, running from our hurt never ends well. Um, we have to face that hurt. And so we're going to take a quick break right here. And when we come back uh, we're going to kind of unpack what that can look like in a healthy way, no matter what hurt you're facing, no matter what hangups you're stuck in, no matter what compulsive behavior you're struggling with or the damage on your relationships, what can a cycle of health look like? So we're going to unpack that uh, when we come back, we'll be right back.
1: Are you in the middle of a spot in life where you just feel like you don't have control? Or maybe there's been some things that you've been dealing with for years and years and you feel like you just can't get any traction in there. Relationships spinning out, behaviors spinning out, and maybe you're looking for some hope. Well, we want you to know that you're not alone. And there's a place where you can find what you're looking for. Celebrate Recovery is a safe place for us to deal with whatever sort of hurts, hang-ups, or habits are going on within our life so that we can be put on a road of healing towards healthy connection with God, with ourselves, and with others. And if you're looking to plug into a safe place, come check us out at Fellowship Celebrate Recovery, both at our Rogers campus and at our Fayetteville campus every single Friday night at seven o'clock. We would love to see you there to help you know that you're not alone and that there is hope for your recovery. For more information, check us out uh, on our website at cr.fellowshipnwa.org, and we'd love to connect with you.
0: Well, we've been having a, a great conversation on uh, how that cycle can get us stuck. And uh, when we run from our hurt, the ultimate damage that that can cause in our life. And so uh, Rodney Holmstrom, I'm the ministry leader of Fellowship Celebrate Recovery at Rogers, Arkansas. And uh, I got Andy Petrie with me here. He's a ministry leader at our Fayetteville Fellowship Fayetteville Celebrate Recovery Campus, and so uh, we meet on Friday nights, and so so grateful to be here with you, and Andy, great to have this conversation with you. So we've been yeah. talking about the cycle of unhealth. Let's turn the corner, yeah. and uh, what what can health look like, knowing we just kind of painted a picture of ick, right? <laughs> what is there hope, and what how do we find that hope? What does that look Knowing it's rooted in Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. What, what's that look like?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that is the great thing is that if we were just stuck in a perpetual cycle of harmful events, leading to hurts, developing these habits and these faulty core beliefs that have us running towards unhealthy habits and bad connection with others and broken relationships, that'd be a, a really, really depressing story. But thankfully there is hope And and what does that cycle look like? Well, Uh, You know, we talked about in the cycle of unhealth that there's these events that we run into in life and there's one spot in the cycle that remains the same between both of these cycles of unhealth and cycles of health. And that's that there's still going to be harmful events. Right. You know, when we when we try to find health in our life, it doesn't mean that it keeps the world from being a broken place. Mm-hmm. We just learn how to deal with that brokenness in a healthy way. Yeah. And I think where it starts is in our cycle of unhealth, typically we don't do a good job addressing the hurts, mm-hmm. but we start to learn as we start to get healthy is we start to actually see the hurts when they happen and and allow ourselves to process those hurts as they happen mm-hmm. uh, and, and actually allow ourselves to, to feel the things that are going on and to recognize the impact in there because we can't heal what we won't acknowledge. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we have to acknowledge it that if I have a broken leg and I go to the doctor and he says, Hey, why are you here? Um, and we just say, I'm just not well, Mm. he's going to say, okay, I'm, That makes sense. You're at the doctor, (laughs) but why are you here? What, what is specifically? And so the, the beautiful thing um, as we know that healing to the pain is in the pain is I need to get very specific on saying, this is what's hurting. This is where it's hurting and this is how it's affecting me. So it's noticing that honoring it, inviting it in, yeah, organizing it and this whole process of celibate recovery helps us to do that. But, and then sharing that with other human beings and to look in their eye and say, you know, oh, you're with me, and I'm not scaring you off by this hurt.
1: Yeah, and and I think that uh, all of that is key. But I know for me, one of the biggest things that was helpful is learning that I can bring other people into it. Yeah, learning that I'm not alone and and that other people actually do care. And Mm -hmm. we may have learned so long in our life that we can't allow others into our pain because we're not going to be held well in that spot. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is that there are safe people out there. Believe it or not, I promise you there are (laughs) safe people out there. And so, yeah, one of those big parts of processing that hurt is being able to say to another human being, Hey, this hurts. Mm -hmm. And to be able to see in their eyes, just like you were saying, that they acknowledge that that hurts, uh, and and that allows us to be able to to keep that wound out into the light, to be able to tell the doctor, "Hey, it's it's my kneecap that hurts. Yeah, that's what's going on.
0: Yeah, and give I want to get the best help, you yeah. know. And Jesus Christ does that. He he meets us in that place and cares for us, loves us. He's willing, able, and strong enough, but. Yeah. Acknowledge the hurt. And that's so backwards to what we've learned, you know, <laughs> just run from the pain and suck it up and just deal with it on your own. If you were strong enough, you would be able to do this. Yeah. And we are not designed to face our hurts on our own. No. It's, it's actually pretty hopeless and helpless over time. If we try to do that on our own, that's what community is all about. And that's what I love about the community of Celebrate Recovery. So, Yeah. So we, we process those hurts, and we talked about in the unhealthy cycle, those, those hang-ups that get us stuck, drudging through the mud. Now we begin to embrace something new. What are we embracing in this new cycle, Andy?
1: Yeah, well, in, in our old cycle, we're embracing our best understanding of the world based off of our pain and the things that we've experienced. Mm. And now we start understanding the world, our situations, and our hurts, in light of how God sees us in that spot, and in learning in my pain what Jesus actually says in that, mm. you know, He tells us in 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 Matthew, you know, "Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest." Yeah. Uh, he tells us in Second Corinthians that uh, it is actually His power that's made perfect in our weaknesses, not in our strength, and and that we can start to see that whenever. Things happen that make us think, man, I, I don't have value. I don't have worth. People don't care. We can see that we are actually his his children that he loves and cares for mm-hmm. and that we've been uh, pre, predestined for adoption to sonship, as it tells mm-hmm. us in Ephesians chapter one.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's so good because... You know, there's so many truths and promises in the word of God that, that yeah. point us to him and, and his power in our life, that his grace is sufficient. His power is, is made perfect in us, in our weaknesses, that if we take our weaknesses to him, his power then takes over. It's like it's almost this yeah. visual of holding on to these lies and saying, you know what, I'm going to let go of these as I trust the process and I'm going to embrace these new beautiful truths. Yeah. A cool yeah. picture.
1: Those new beautiful truths and recognize that in in the sight of God I am a new creation. Mm. As it tells us in Corinthians, as it tells us in Galatians two, I've been crucified with Christ, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Mm. That we can take our shame to God. Yeah. And in, in, in our mistakes and know as Romans tells us, there's now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yeah. That that we are loved, that we can change and that we matter to God.
0: Yeah. And that takes time to to rewire our thinking on that, right? Yeah, this, absolutely. When we've believed these lies at the enemy, we are talking about this in one of our planning meetings that I don't have to tell you, Andy, this week, spend time thinking about all the negative truths about yourself, right? <laughs> it's like it just happens, right? Yeah. But it does require me in this process to start embracing new beautiful truths. It's like, no, I am a child of God. I am his friend. I am loved. He is with me. He will never leave me nor forsake me. His power is sufficient. He can help me through any and all If I just give it to him, and so power doesn't come from me; it comes to me. But the cool thing is, through these new truths, we can begin to learn that His power works through us. Yeah, help face that hurt.
1: Well, and I want to say something here real quick because, you know, me and Rodney, we we've been doing this for a little while, and uh, I know. God has done some incredible things in our life. Mm-hmm. And so us talking about this part of the cycle, we get real excited about <laughs> it, but you may be listening to this right now and you might be thinking, well, maybe God can change other people, but there's no way he could change me. Maybe God could forgive the mm-hmm. things that other people have done, but I'm never, those truths will never be true of me. Yeah. And Rodney just said, uh, a word, a couple times here, that I think is so key. It's that word process. Mm-hmm. This is a process of healing. Yep. And at one point in time, brother or sister, I was believing the same things you yep. might be
0: believing right now. Yeah, so true. And, yeah. and millions of others, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we we begin to embrace those truths as we process our hurts. These new truths begin to become our new reality, and it takes time, but we trust the process as we put our turn our life and our will over to His care, and then we begin to embrace not just those those old compulsive behaviors, but these new healthy habits. What does that look like practically, Andy?
1: Yeah, I mean, these are the things that we do. To, to help us connect with our our only source of strength and power, Jesus Christ. It's It looks like me, you know, Principle 7 in Celebrate Recovery. Uh, it says, reserve a daily time with God for self-examination, Bible reading, and prayer in order to know God and His will for my life and to gain the power to follow His will. And, and it looks like me replacing those old unhealthy habits that I've had with new habits. Healthy ways of living, healthy ways of connecting with God, healthy ways of taking care of myself and healthy ways of connecting with others.
0: Yeah. So we start to learn some of those basic things, you know, some new spiritual disciplines, uh, confession and repentance. When there's patterns of things that are going wrong, we learn how to identify it, we repent of it, And we, um, we, we repair it, right? We learn how to, how to do new things through an authentic Christian community. And all these behaviors are the fruit of, and I think this is so important because sometimes we get it backwards. We start here in our walk, just behave, just be better. And the reality is if we don't go address those hurts and those, those hangups, And turn those into um, new, uh, healthy uh, truths and beautiful truths. um, Then we can't. It's not sustainable to have these new practices, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So often, we can approach uh, walking with Christ as just behavior management. Do better, be better, and then you're accepted. But the reality is, is that walking with Jesus is about us allowing god to continually change our heart. Yeah. And then the behaviors flow out of that, just like you're
0: saying. Yeah, it becomes the fruit of and so yeah, so yeah, the the healthy habits and and it takes a while to to change those patterns, right? Because yeah. we're so used to finding other numbing agents, but once we begin to experience new healthy habits and practices, it becomes our new reality and we begin to crave that yeah. new way of life. And so so with the processing of the hurts, embracing these new beautiful truths and developing new habits... It's got to change our relationships. Yeah. Right. What's that look like?
1: Yeah, it, it's, uh, man, it has such a positive impact on relationships. You know, I use, I say all the time uh, on Friday nights when I'm, I'm talking to folks, I had no idea how to have healthy relationships before recovery. But now I, I learn how to actually establish healthy boundaries in my life. Mm. Understanding that a boundary is not something that I place on someone else. It, it's something that I put around myself to let good things in and to manage keeping unhealthy things out. Hmm. And so I learned how to, how to, Put up healthy boundaries in my life, uh, and and that's a fruit of me learning to give myself greater respect, which is really cool. Yeah, uh, and then that allows me to know how to step into conflict management. I can learn that conflict is actually a good thing. It's yeah. not a dirty word right. in my life.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, and I can learn to have realistic expectations of myself, and and realistic expectations of others, and and it's amazing what happens how I change. As I get healthier, it enables me to have healthier relationships in my life and real friendships and and authentic friendships with people.
0: Yeah, and what I love about it is is the greatest, I can't remember who said this, but it, the greatest, um, amends that we can make to those by the way, it doesn't mean that you're going to reconcile with everyone in your life. Yeah. Sometimes it's not safe. If you've been abused, we're not saying go back and be with relationships that were hurting you in that way. But we trust God and we invite other people into that. But, but the greatest way that we can make amends and repair relationships is through transformation. Mm. right and so this process brings a transformation that is visible uh, that people would look at you and go and I know they've done it with us they go I don't even know who you are anymore (laughs) right and we've seen that with um, millions of people uh, through Celebrate Recovery so great great conversation any closing thoughts Andy?
1: Yeah I just I just want to say it again if if you're if you find yourself right now, maybe you realize that you've been living in a cycle of unhealth in your life. And uh, maybe there's some shame that the enemy is speaking into your, your heart and your mind right now that says, how could you have ended up in this place? You're never going to change. You, you don't deserve change. I want you to know that, one, those are lies. Mm. And two, there, there is a Savior named Jesus yeah. that loves to reach down in the middle of our mess and pull us to a, to a safe and solid place and change us. Mm, that's a good
0: word. Well, this has been good. We uh, Like I said, we're not short on words talking about this. <laughs> we love talking about this. But, uh, Andy, thanks for for being here and having this great conversation. And I just want to remind you, if you're listening in and um, especially if you're in northwest arkansas we would love for you to check out a a celebrate recovery and not just ours at fellowship fayetteville and fellowship rogers we've got some great groups just about every day of the week Mm -hmm. and so if you will go to fellowshipcr.org it'll show you the ones that are in our local area but um, we would love to have you come check us out and join this community uh, join us on this journey this beautiful journey we call recovery And uh, you won't regret it. We've never heard anybody say, I regret walking through that process. It's always fruitful. And we would absolutely love to have you join us on a Friday night at Fellowship Celebrate Recovery. So if God calls you, the doors are open. We'd love to have you this Friday night, six o'clock meal. Until then, thanks for joining us today. And we hope you'll see us next time.